We are I. The two questions here are how long are we willing to be lied to for and when are they going to realize that they can't lie anymore? You know, I think that a part of the answer to both of these questions is that we've just we've we've created a world, we've created a forum, we've created a scenario where there's absolutely no recourse there's no negative outcome there's no there's nothing that's really going to happen to any one of these politicians in any kind of severe way and like we need to sit down as Canadians no matter what political party that you may associate yourself with but I think that we need to sit down and realize that this is going to happen on both sides if you're liberal right now and if you have a hard time seeing the forest through the trees, or maybe you don't even know some of this stuff is going on that I'm going to highlight in a minute, like you need to understand fundamentally how bad this is because the same system, hopefully, hopefully I put in air quotes, happens if the conservatives were doing it, if the NDP were doing it, if the PPC was doing it, if the Bloc Québécois was doing it, you know, if the Green Party was doing it. Like, I actually fundamentally hope that this would be universal across the board to everybody. I don't think that it is. Because for whatever reason, we've created this, this bumper and this safety zone around liberal politicians right now where they can get away with and say anything and there's no accountability and I think because a lot of people who support the liberal party don't don't accept there being consequences and liability for people's words and actions and I say this in regards to a few a few statements and I'm going to list one of them now which is horrendous and this defines to me the most atrocious part about politics right now. And because of the fact that I'm choosing because of COVID to pay attention to these things now, I realize how rampant it is. And I realize how that there's actually no recourse for any of these things happening. You know, and I feel like if we did these kind of things in everyday life, our lives would be ruined absolutely ruined. And I will tell you, a, a huge portion of my life was ruined because somebody chose to lie about a lot of things in my life. And I had to go to the furthest extent to be able to prove they realized it was overwhelming the amount of evidence that proved that these things were lies. But yet they still impacted my life in a tremendously negative way. Now, the situation that I'm explaining here is you have this um, inquiry, this commission going on into the use of the Emergencies Act here in Canada by Justin Trudeau. You have the OPP commissioner, the Ontario Police, 
Ontario Provincial Police. It always, for some reason, that extra P just gets me. But his name is Thomas Creek. And he seems to be a very sound gentleman. He goes on, maybe you can't call it this stand, but he goes in front of the commission. He swears to tell the truth to a judge, to all these lawyers, to all of his peers, to Canadians and the international community. Say, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell the truth. One question. He was on the stand for hours, but one question that stands out here. Did you at any time request the federal government invoke the Emergencies Act? No, absolutely not. I believe we had the situation um, under control. We had enough, you know, provincial authority to be able to take control of this situation if need be in regards to the trucker protest um, and the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. Okay, fair enough. So you didn't need the federal government's help. No, we did not. Speed this up to the Senate investigation on this matter. And you have a conservative senator say, or the OPP police commissioner, Thomas Creek, comes into the Senate for the Senate commission. And one of the conservative senators says, I'm going to ask you a question based on your testimony, you know, at the at the commission for the emergencies act. And I take it. You were telling the truth there. I said everything I said was the truth. I swore an oath and everything I said was the truth. So the Senator says 13 times publicly, some of those in the house of commons, some of those by mainstream media, but 13 times Mendocino for the liberal government stood up and said that you, sir, asked them and specifically him to invoke the emergencies act did you or did you not no i didn't sir so then the conservative senator continues to say he's like so who's lying and the opp police commissioner smiles and chuckles under his breath and says the only thing that i can tell you here today is that i'm telling you the truth so then the conservative senator goes on to say that Mendocino goes publicly in the House of Commons and in the mainstream media and says that because of the, the freedom convoy, the trucker protests happening in Ottawa, there has been rapes and sexual assaults and they have the charges to prove it. He's like, again, I refer back to your testimony at the commission to investigate the Emergencies Act. Was there any rapes in Ottawa during that time? No. Was there any sexual assaults in downtown Ottawa at that time? No. Was there any arrests that were abnormal? No. Crime, and especially violent crime, went down. So again, you have Mendocino, one of Justin Trudeau's puppets for the, for the Liberals, standing up and in the House of Commons, not only lying to all MPs and the Speaker of the House, standing up in the House of Commons and bold-faced lying, but going on mainstream media and lying to Canadians all across Canada and to the international community by painting a picture that's simply just not true. But no accountability. No accountability. That person should be put on immediate leave. If that person worked in private or public office in an air quotes normal job, they would be fired or put on leave. 
And what's happening with him? He goes on, Mendocino goes on in the House of Commons and in mainstream media and says, no, you guys misunderstood me. I never said they asked me to invoke the emergency act and told me that they needed it. Even when they replay the sound bites back to him, he still says his defense is, you misunderstood what I was saying. It's like, you know what, motherfucker? No. Stop trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and just admit you were wrong. But the thing is, these people in the House of Commons are so used to lying. They're so used to looking across the aisle at their peers and never actually answering a question truthfully and never actually even answering a question. They answer a question with another question based on a statement that they want to put out there. There's nothing to do with answering a question. This is the reason why that I think it's called question period because it's not fucking answer period. And it should be called answer period because when you are asked a question, again, in any part of everyday life, when you are asked a question, the expectation is that you answer that question. If you don't answer that question, and if you answer that question with another question about another topic, people can clearly see that you are dodging and avoiding that question, which means that you are probably hiding something. But this has become the acceptable norm in politics. This has become the acceptable norm. What happens in this place called the House of Commons, where things are supposed to be debated that represent us, and we're supposed to get real answers, but we don't. And then when this goes up the food chain, again, because leadership and expectation comes from the top down and it infects the community because we always tend to look at what's happening to people around us and the higher up on that food chain, the more we validate how that person is acting. When Justin Trudeau can go on national television and he can say that Canadians, 6 million Canadians are racists and misogynists and Nazis and anti-vaxxers and condemn them and say that we need to learn how to tolerate these people and what should we do with these people. Like sick, disgusting rhetoric that people like Mussolini and Stalin and Hitler, people like that, these are how those people talked. Whether you want to admit it or not, this is how they talked. This is not how how leaders of a free democratic society talk at all. Because then if you say that same thing about Jews or Muslims or Indians or Italians or Russians or Chinese, it should mean the same. If you're being a fucking derogatory piece of shit, it should mean the same no matter who you're talking to. But for some reason... Everybody let him get away with it. Even though the international community is pointing it out, people in Canada aren't politicians in Canada aren't the mainstream media in Canada isn't he should have been he should have to step down for that if you were the CEO of a company you would have had to have stepped down for that if you were a RCMP police commissioner or a police chief and you said shit like that you would be fired you would be forced to step down if you held any kind of position of authority, and even if you were a janitor, if you posted shit like that online, you'd be canceled in 10 seconds, but nothing happened to him. Nothing. This is what we allow. 
This is what we allow in Canada. This is just a tiny bit of the icing on the cake. Not only talking about the fact that all of these people internationally, all of these politicians stood up and said, get vaccinated to save your grandma. Get vaccinated to be able to save the person next to you. Get vaccinated because it prevents transmission. And now we have Pfizer executives saying that we've never even tested this against transmission. And these motherfuckers still want to promote that narrative, even though the drug company itself has came out and said, we've never tested these products for the application. You're promoting it for your marketing and your advertising. In any other circumstance, that would be false advertising, and people could get sued for that. Companies could get sued for that. It's direct and inflammatory misrepresentation to mislead the public, to force you to gain the perspective and the opinion that is not valid to be able to sell a product and to benefit from that product. You can't do that. You can't do that in Canada. You can't do that to people anywhere in this world, but especially Canada. But we've accepted this as the norm. It's grotesque. It is grotesque that we've allowed this to happen in Canada. But this is our norm. And this is why I applaud gentlemen like Elon Musk, who will Go and buy Twitter. Who will charge $8 for your verification to be able to take the trolls and all of the ghost accounts and shit out of Twitter and so that you know who actually just wants to stand behind the message that they're putting out? Taking away all the algorithms, firing the departments inside Twitter that work directly with places like the UN to be able to publicly put out a message that the UN wants to and to be able to counter the anti-UN narrative. Because we need to be able to get back to a point of being able to understand unmanipulated information and to be able to hold people accountable for the shit that they put out. So, oh, man, just fired up this morning. But I, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. But I just, my hope is that we're running instead of crawling. 